0: Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are How much you care and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Uh, today's episode, my guest is Holly Toronto. Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Michelle. You know, I am I am really looking forward to this conversation because you have a different perspective on a really, really important issue that I think a lot of a lot of women and men struggle with, especially when it comes to showing up in business. And that is body image. So by way of introduction, you are a certified health coach, and your specialty is in body image. You support women and men in finding what you call freedom from body shame and food fixation. You use a non-diet pro-self-care approach that focuses on cultivating a peaceful relationship with the body and food, which I got to ask you more about that in a minute for sure, while avoiding deprivation, restriction, guilt, and shame so that your clients can make empowered decisions for their health, feel amazing in their bodies, and live the life they desire. So let's start with how you got started in this. Like, what drew you to working specifically with body image?
1: Yeah, so it's a a long and winding journey. I'll try to not share the whole heroine's journey. (laughs) But prior to becoming certified as a health coach, I worked in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's familiar with the fashion industry, you know it's incredible. Incredibly image centric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pressures to be thin, the pressure to look a certain way, yeah. the pressures to conform your body to an arbitrary standard that had been set up for you. Right. And I absolutely fell prey to that. I also struggled with female adult acne. So to me, it felt like I was wearing my body image issues right on my face for everyone to see Mm-hmm. And about five years ago, I decided that I wanted to take a, a more holistic approach to managing my acne where I've been really aggressive with like antibiotics and topical treatments in the past. I wanted to try a more holistic approach. So I started working with a naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist who overnight put me on a really extreme elimination diet. Oh, so wow. everything gluten dairy sugar alcohol nightshades caffeine fun oh wow <laughs> yeah, that is everything <laughs> everything right oh and i always add the fun part at the end because it's it, it was all of these foods that i had previously enjoyed and loved and had mm. a good relationship with and suddenly overnight i was told they were no longer available to me and so the people pleaser in me was like yes i will follow this diet perfectly oh, wow And it was supposed to be very temporary, about a six-week experiment, just to see if there was any foods that I was eating that were potentially triggering acne.
0: Right.
1: However, there was no plan for integration. So that six weeks came and went. The doctor didn't say anything, so I didn't say anything. And so I ended up staying on this diet for about a year and a half. Wow. And during that year and a half, a few things happened. First and foremost, my skin did not clear up which is surprising to a lot of people because they hear sugar, dairy, inflammation. Yeah. However, for me, it actually got worse. Uh, I developed some pretty severe digestive issues. But what also happened is that I lost weight. And on my frame, it was quite significant and noticeable. And so with that, I started to receive all of the reinforcement that this was a good thing, right? Mm. You look so good now that you've lost the weight. How did you do that? And so that just fed this self-worth thing in me. Mm. And I became certified as a health coach because of that. So I started my business by helping people lose weight through restriction. Mm-hmm. However, something really insidious was happening under the surface in that I was socially isolating. I was stressed and anxious around food. My hair was falling out. So even though I had this wow. like, quote-unquote pristine, clean diet, I was actually malnourished. Wow. And a turning point happened for me when I was on a trip with my husband. We were in Alaska on this gorgeous cruise, and it, I all you do on a cruise is eat, right? And so here yeah. I was in front of these buffets of food that I had deemed off-limits, mm-hmm. and I was immediately triggered, and I felt so much anxiety and stress around what would happen if I allowed myself to just enjoy and eat these foods. And the real fear was that I was going to put the weight back on. Yeah, that lose everything I've worked for, lose the praise, lose the accolades, lose the admiration, lose the clients, lose the business, right? So it was like my sense of livelihood was being threatened, and, and this brought up a question in me, wow, my putting on weight could actually make me feel like my livelihood was threatened, right? So that's like a deep question that I'm always exploring with my clients, right? Yeah. And so, as synergy would have it, I brought one book with me on this trip. It's a book called Intuitive Eating, which I'll talk about a lot. And it showed me very clearly what I had created for myself was a very disordered relationship with food and my Uh body. And so, long story short, I came back from that trip. I really implemented these principles into my life, and I did a lot of deep work on myself, and I learned about how weight and health are not synonyms, <laughs> and um, weight and self-worth are not dependent on one another, and I was really yeah. able to disconnect all of those, um, yeah, untruths, and do the work on myself first, and from that place, be able to actually go on and help my clients do the same thing.
0: Hmm. Wow, so you you had quite a journey. I mean, I can't even imagine eliminating all of those foods, which I don't know what's left. Uh-huh. After <laughs> you eliminate all of that, and still it really doesn't sound like it even got to the root issue.
1: No, and, and you'd be surprised how often I hear that from my clients. In fact, the majority of my clients have come to me with a similar experience where they were recommended to go on a diet, whether it was for weight loss purposes or for some sort of autoimmune condition, and it created even worse adverse health effects in their yeah. bodies. Um, than potentially even the weight itself or the prior health condition. So oftentimes restriction and elimination can trigger really not only disordered relationships with foods, but actual uh, physical ailments in the body.
0: Wow. It's
1: not the case for everyone, but I think it's something that um, needs to be talked about and needs to be addressed because it's the other side of it.
0: Yeah, it, it is because that's kind of what we've... I think most of us have been taught is the answer, you know, if you're, if you're not happy with the way that you look or you feel, you go on these extreme diets that are very restrictive, and, and even if you do lose the weight, you end up miserable, and sometimes with worse health problems than before, there's gotta be a better option uh, for <laughs> managing weight, because I think you know, one of the things that you mentioned before was how when we aren't happy with our body image, and I can I can only imagine for a health coach how challenging that would be because you, your livelihood really is tied to do you look the part mm-hmm. to some degree, right? I mean, if you're presenting yourself as a health coach, people are going to, at least in some part, judge you based on do you look healthy? And we have this ideal of what we think healthy looks like. And even for those of us who aren't in health coaching, there is that piece that I think you know, I'm somebody who's struggled with my weight since I was in like eighth grade. I mean, it's always been a challenge for me. And there is that tendency to go, well, I'm going to wait to do this until I feel good about myself. And we put so many things on hold, hoping that we can change it just through apparently magic of willpower, which isn't always the answer. So how do you get into that with clients and that idea of body image being so tied to what we choose to do or shy away from in business
1: yeah such a good question and, and i think what you hit on right there, it's, it's the reason that i work with so many health coaches mm-hmm. so many health coaches come to this work with the with their own disordered relationship to their body and yeah. food and many of them have their certifications they have everything set up they have their website and they're just like waiting there with the like their finger hovering over like the send button, right? It's like, mm-hmm. because they're waiting for their body to change, they're waiting for their external appearance to change before they can actually allow themselves to step into it. And, and really, there's a couple of different areas that I'll work on with them. The first piece of it is the education. The education around how weight and health are not synonyms and that we as a culture and society, we, <laughs> we have the opportunity to actually do some of our own deeper work around weight yeah. and stigma and fat phobia and um, placing people in these categories where these types of bodies are valuable and worthy and should have access to resources and good healthcare, and these ones shouldn't, right? right. So there's like a bigger um, social education component that will always help happen with the client. And then from there, what I'm really working with them on is shifting from this concept of have do be right so we as a in a i'm not sure if you've ever heard of the principle of have do be versus be do have and our society tells us to operate from this place of have do be right so once you have the body then you can take the action in your life whether that's starting your business or pursuing your relationship and then you'll be worthy, then you'll be enough, then you'll be valuable, right, and so when I'm working with a client, we practice flipping that completely on its head,
0: apart
1: from that place of you are worthy, you are enough, you are valuable, just as you are, we allow that to inspire action, which ultimately leads them to their desired outcome, which may or may not look like weight loss, it may look like staying exactly the same, but what I always say to my clients is that you're going to be happier, more comfortable in your body, and um, be giving yourself radical permission to live your life on your terms, which is, that's, that's the driving force
0: of the work that I do. I love that. That makes sense, like, logically. I'm wondering, is that something people struggle with, starting from that place of, I am worthy, then taking the action, then becoming the thing? Like, do you find it's easy for people to flip that around or oh, is that no. okay. okay so I'm not alone
1: no, it's not an easy thing by any means and and I know the way that I explain it is incredibly simplistic but it, it's it's really individual and so I can give you an example a, a more specific example that can kind sure. of guide into this so I work with a client who when she came to me, she, like, the words that she used about her body were disgusted. Like She was disgusted, she didn't want to look at it, she wouldn't look in the mirror, and throughout our work together, what we uncovered is that she, while she disliked her body, hated her body, she also loved to be active. So she loved to go to workout classes, she loved to ride her bike and run and be outside, and she confided in me that she had this deep desire to become a personal trainer, Yet she wow. didn't feel like she would be taken seriously mm-hmm. as a personal trainer because of the body that she lives in. And so we worked together to dismantle that belief. And to dismantle it, it meant that we had to actually find examples out in the real world of people who were living in a similar body as her that were doing this work. Okay. That gave her permission. Oh, if she can do it. That means I can do it. I and love so that. those little like... That, like you're putting a little like self-worth deposit into mm-hmm. your thing right and then from there she signed up for her cert- the certification training right so she's just like i'm going to explore this i'm going to see what happens and so she went through her personal training certification and by the time that we completed our work together she had completed her personal training certification she's enrolled in nutrition school and she's on her way to a complete career change and her self-worth and her confidence in her body has completely shifted and it's no longer this like okay, my my body has to change before I can do this thing, it's, I'm going to do this thing regardless of the body that I live in, and it's not easy work, and I think that's why having a coach, and having a community to hold that vision with you while you step into it is so powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because it's something that I think we're all programmed a certain way, and it's really hard, because Stuff around us reinforces that programming constantly of, like you said, certain body types are worthy of certain things and others aren't, and it's hard when you don't fit into that stereotype for whatever reason. Um, that's, that's such an interesting way to kind of flip that concept around. So let, let's go to the other extreme, because one of the things that I see that I'm, I'm actually not sure... How I feel about her, how to how to how to take it. So a health coach is the perfect person to ask this of, especially since you focus on body image. You know, some of the stuff I'm seeing more now is so focused on body love and on accepting yourself at any weight. Do you think there's a place where that becomes dangerous, especially for women? You know, because I've wondered about that when I see, you know, I kind of I personally wonder if it's dangerous on either side to say this is the ideal, this is the ideal. Because there, there is a healthy body somewhere, I think, in the middle for most of us. What do you think about seeing that movement that's happening right now?
1: Yeah, so and, and if I'm understanding correctly, meaning is it dangerous if we're telling people in all body sizes, whether they're 600 pounds or right. pounds, that they can yeah. love their bodies? Yeah, I think that's a really important question and it is an objection and a question that I get a lot from clients. Like, mm-hmm. What about the person that lives in this size body? What about the person that lives in this size body? And, mm-hmm. and the question that I think we need to be asking first and foremost um, is what are we doing as a society to support people in their health, right? And yeah. what are we doing as a society to allow people to know that they are worth taking care of themselves and that they um, are worthy regardless of their body size because the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that and i'll speak specifically to the, the to the larger end of the spectrum right so the, at the larger end of the spectrum right what our society deems as like overweight to obese right people who live in those size bodies are constantly being stigmatized oh yeah and it's acceptable in our society. They're the butt of the joke, right? right. They are, <laughs> it's yeah. okay to, to yell obscenities, obscenities at them on the street. When they go to the doctor's office, they're given a prescription of weight loss, and right. um, and they're given a, you know, they're told that they are at risk for lifestyle diseases even oh, yeah. if they're not showing the, the markers for them, right? So they're experiencing this weight stigma, and, and mm-hmm. actually what I'm finding, what I've learned from my mentors and, and research is that the weight stigma itself is actually worse for someone's body than the weight itself. Hmm. So the stigma creates stress. The stigma. Um, oh, absolutely. Like the the inability to receive proper um, medical treatment, and so in that case, right? So this is like this is what we've been doing. The weight mm-hmm. stigma piece of it, right? This is how our society's been operating. Right. And I think the question becomes: How do we shift away from stigma? to focusing on, okay, all bodies are worthy bodies. All bodies are worthy of being taken care of, and being seen, and taking up the space that they need, and, and having visibility. And, and from that place, shift the conversation away from, okay, how can we shrink your bodies to right. how we actually support health, right? Yeah. And so there's uh, a study, and I'll just paraphrase it very quickly, um, called Health at Every Size which I'm not sure if any of your listeners are familiar with, but it's, it's a book that was based on a study um, from Linda Bacon. And Linda Bacon did this study um, where she had two control groups, right? She had two groups. One was a weight loss group. One was uh-huh. pursuing weight loss through restrict, like the, the traditional way, dieting. And then uh-huh. the other group was pursuing health from a weight-neutral perspective. And so this group, the weight loss group, initially saw – weight loss and improved health markers right okay. so they showed all of the thing like the lower cholesterol all of that kind of stuff however at the two-year follow-up what happened was most of them gained the weight back 40% yeah. of them dropped out and their health markers were no longer showing improvement huh the group that was practicing health at every size while they didn't show weight loss they showed all of the the improved health markers and mm-hmm the attrition rate was much lower. I, I believe it was around eight, huh. And so those continued. And so there's something really powerful about shifting the conversation away from weight loss, which is uh, yeah. dieting and intentional pursuits of weight loss that fell 95 to 98% of the time, and shifting that focus away to, to health. And yeah. How do we take care of the body and honor the body and allow the body to do what it wants to do, whether that means weight loss, weight gain for some people, or staying mm. exactly the same. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense, because I mean, you know, I, I, I think it's been seven or eight years ago now, maybe a little bit longer, I landed myself in the ER, mm-hmm. and I was overweight. I was over 200 pounds, and I'm 4'11", so you can imagine what my BMI was at that point, and the doctor, when they went through all of my, they ran every test under the sun, and turns out I had issues with, like, all of these different things, a whole list, and it was one of those things where I realized there were so many things going wrong in my body that I had to focus on getting healthy, not just to lose the weight, but so that my body would not completely shut down on itself. And I think that's where my like, concern comes in with it. And I love that the focus then is, you know, how do you get your body healthy? Not necessarily hit the ideal weight number for your health, for your size and your age, because it really is a matter of how do you feel in your body do you feel good? And I think there's the part of it, both of is your body functioning well? And in, in society, do you feel good about yourself, like your body image part of it? Because those are almost two totally separate conversations these days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's it's definitely something that needs to be the same conversation. Yeah,
1: it absolutely should be the same conversation. It should be that regardless of body size, you it, it should be that no one's experiencing stigma when they're walking yeah. down the street. And no one's... Um, you know, being assumed that they're just lazy, and that they just sit around and eat Doritos all day, like, no one should be assumed yes. that they, because they live in a, a larger body, that they immediately they are healthy. And, and people should all have access to the same um, medical care and, and resources, and it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a larger global conversation, that I'm trying to tackle one person at a time.
0: <laughs> you know, that's the only way to tackle it, one person <laughs> at a time have that conversation because that's true is we look at people and we make assumptions when we haven't been in their shoes. We don't know what else is going on inside their body. And and that is on both sides of the spectrum. You know, there's people who are struggling to gain weight and can't people who are struggling to lose weight. And there's so many things going on that are making it challenging for them. I think that's a something for us all to just be a little bit more aware of both in others and to have a little bit more grace and forgiveness for ourselves so that we can accept ourselves the way we are while making it a priority to take care of ourselves and be as healthy as we can be.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that self-acceptance piece, it's, it's, and by no means is it easy, but it's the starting place when I'm working with my clients. Okay, we have, we, let's start from this place of, okay, I might not like my body. I certainly don't love my body right now, and... Is it possible that I can accept it? Accept it so that I can learn how to take care of it without restriction. Because restriction backfires. Restriction actually is far worse for our health, right?
0: Mm.
1: And if that acceptance piece isn't working, right? If it feels like, oh, that, like that, I cannot accept this body. Okay, great. Can we start with respect,
0: mm. right? I like Maybe that. You can
1: accept it, but can you just respect it? Can you respect it for where it's gotten YouTube today, right? And from that place allow that to inform how you care for your body
0: i like that that's that's a great perspective to take with it because yeah there are times that i think for most of us probably we've looked in the mirror and we can't honestly say i love my body we might not even be able to say i accept it but we can find something to respect about it i like that
1: yeah yeah and move into
0: a healthier body image great
1: exactly and you know the thing that i want to mention too is the name of my work is my business is love your body right so that's It's obviously a a phrase that means a lot to me, and I think it often is confused with conventional attractiveness, right? It's like, oh, if you work with Holly, you'll love your body, you'll look in the mirror, and you'll love what you see, right? And to me, that's actually not the thing. That's, like, not the ultimate goal. That's actually, like, it's very minor to me that you look in the mirror and, like, love what you see, right? To me, body love and loving your body is about how we are first and foremost disconnecting this body from our self worth, right? We're like releasing some of the pressure and expectation that we place on our body, and and then the abuse that's come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. we learn how to take care of it without having it be something that we have to like force and manipulate mm-hmm. in our to be in, within our control. Yes. So yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting conversation, and I think that loving your body is, it's going to be different for everyone. And yeah, to me, it's, I don't, like, I don't, when I'm working with a client, it's like looking in the mirror and loving what you see. Sure. Great. And not number one priority. (laughs) Mm,
0: That's such a different perspective on it. So what's your favorite thing about what you do in your work?
1: Oh my goodness. So many things. (laughs) I would say the, the, the most powerful thing that I can recognize um, in the work that I do is the radical permission giving part of it where perhaps a client has spent the vast majority of their life doing that one day thinking thing where they're putting life on hold, waiting for their bodies to change, or maybe they've been in this place where all of their energy and their brain space has been going towards managing their body and food and it's so overwhelming and to see what happens when we clear up that energy, Mm when we remove the guilt and the shame, and what opens up and is possible in these individuals' lives. I mean, clients that go on to start new businesses, and they develop healthier relationships, and they go on to travel the world, and Mm -hmm. they get married, and they're just living their lives Mm -hmm. joyfully while taking care of themselves. Like, that—that that is so powerful. And then the community-building aspect of it I think is really important because I do a lot of group work, which I think is – so powerful when it comes yeah. to body image to have that experience of being witnessed to know that you're not alone in this experience. Like it can right. be super isolating, and here's all of these people who are going through it with you that mm. will so hold space and witness and validate your experience. Yeah.
0: You know, that's, that's uh, first of all, that's such a cool piece to focus in on because I can imagine watching people who have let body image hold them back, like you said, potentially their entire life, finally kind of make peace with that and just celebrate you know, who they are, what they're here to do, regardless of what their body looks like right now, and knowing that they can move towards uh, a healthier body image. That's fantastic. Well, let's let people know where they can go to find out more about you. Your website is loveyourbodyhc.com for those listening or watching, wherever you're listening, watching that, we'll put a link somewhere near the video or audio that you can click to go to Holly's website, loveyourbodyhc.com, and when you click over there, you will find she has a free five days to love your body program, so if what we've been talking about here has grabbed your attention, which clearly it has if you're still listening or watching, make sure you click that link and go sign up for that, and the uh, Maybe share it with anyone you know who really is letting the body that they're in right now hold them back in some way um, and could use some support and some help in really just deciding to live the life that they want to live, start the business, build the business, whatever it is they want to do with the body they're in while they move towards being more healthy here in whatever body they've got. Holly, thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me today.
1: Thank you, Michelle. It's been an awesome time. Thank you.
0: All right. Wherever you're listening or watching, hit like, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, go check out Holly's website. Again, it's loveyourbodyhc.com and let her know you heard about her here. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you back on another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn.